hello and welcome to Filmmates. I'm Leaf and I'm JJ. Here at Filmmates, we make use of both our film degrees and our real-life industry experience to analyze popular movies and shows on a more technical level. This week, we're taking a look at Game of Thrones season 1. The one where Ned dies. The one where Ned dies. So, uh, just as some context, I have never seen Game of Thrones before. And I've seen Game of Thrones many, many times and read the books. Prior to doing this, I had no interest in Game of Thrones, nor did I really understand why people liked it so much. But now, uh, I'm binge-watching through the entire the entire show. Uh, so we've watched season one for this podcast, but uh, we're currently on season four as of this recording. Yeah, season four. And we got through that in about three weeks. And I, and I realized shortly into uh, season one that the reason why people like Game of Thrones so much and why they keep up with it is um, to watch the people that they hate die. <laughs> it's a big reason. That, that is the main appeal. It's, it's schnottenfreude, or however you pronounce it. You're the one who speaks German. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like, um, I, that, and also you just kind of want to know where it ends. Like, where, what's the point of this? Where does it go? Yeah, wh- what's going on? What's happening? This was a very interesting, interesting break. Uh, very different from Spy Kids. Incredibly different from Spy Kids. I mean, it has a whole family thing to it, but that's about <laughs> it. Oh, it has a family thing to it, but not necessarily a good family thing to it. I mean, the Starks seem like a good wholesome Westerosi family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Starks, like, if Westeros uh, had their own version of, like, Full House or something like that, I'm pretty sure. Well, actually, no, it would be Walder Frey, wouldn't it? Um, Walder Frey would be the one with the Full House. I mean, he has a Full House. He has a pretty Full House. <laughs> There's just so many of them. He but can't the, remember their names. The Starks would be, like, the sitcom fam- the the wholesome sitcom family. Of Westeros. None of them are fucking each other. Um, yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah. None of them are fucking each other and will not fuck each other. I have commanded this. Uh, there's like petty, like there's petty dry. Yeah, they're there's like a, there's, animals. Yeah, pets. Oh, yeah, they have cute, they have cute animals with fun names. They have, that's their comment. They've got, they've got a, a fun uncle who, dead uh yeah the starks just missing missing lost to the world yeah the the starks i mean they're all kind of lost the world to each other yeah was it no it was two nights ago that we watched red uh red wedding no uh yeah two nights ago we watched the red wedding that was an experience. Um, and then last night we watched The Purple Wedding. Which was a much better experience. <laughs> it was very satisfying. Uh, so yeah, Game of Thrones. There's a lot to look at um, in Game of Thrones. A lot of money poured into this show. And you can tell. Like, movie-level money on every episode. Yeah. Money. Yeah. Actually, uh, it's more expensive to do a TV show than I think it is to do a movie. Yeah, I mean, it can be, it can and can't be, I feel like, with TV shows. It depends on, like, a lot of TV shows that aren't, like, Game of Thrones get, like, 
clothing companies to throw stuff like Kohl's and things like that will throw stuff at the wardrobe department. I don't department. think Kohl's could throw anything I at know, the Game but of I'm just saying is that like department. I'm just saying is that like to do TV shows it depends on like certain <laughs> things but also like sets are normally sets that stay on forever. You see you see you see uh, uh, John roll up a nice <laughs> pair of Levi's. Hey Ikea. And an Ikea rug on her shoulders which is actually true. Well, Ikea designed his own wardrobe for seasons, most of, the se- most of the series, apparently. Oh, gosh. Uh, which leads us nicely into our first topic, which is the art department. Oh, boy, the art department, for the most part, we'll get to the most part bit in a bit, but for the most part, they really knew what they were doing. Yeah, and they also do good with locations. And the set designs are, like, probably the standout thing. Oof, I want to talk about the set designs a lot, because Game of Thrones has what I would call A-plus set designs. You got planes, you got levels, and they're very well used. Like, remember how in our Spy Kids 2 review last week, we talked about the set for the parents' ship and how they had those two levels, but they didn't really make use of them? Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones completely the opposite. They make full use of their levels and planes, yeah. and they just ah ah ah. It's so visually interesting, and each location looks so unique, and it tells you a lot about the people who live there, as well as allow for some great blocking and cinematography. Yeah, like um, like a good blocking when it was like the Dothraki wedding when yes. you had like uh Caldrogo and. Daenerys kind of sat above everybody, and, like, mm-hmm. even Viserys and them were, like, on platforms below them. And it was a very, very interesting way of doing, like, levels and putting people above other people. Or even, like, uh... The, the Veil. The Veil one was also very well done, where you have... I want to say that I'm tied between King's Landing... Like, actually a three-way tie. King's Landing, West, like, Winterfell, and, um... And the Vale are, like, the best locations on the show. Yeah, at least in this season. Yeah, but the set design for the Vale, gorgeous. So well done. The paintings on the walls, like, the um, the murals they have of the trees and the birds is gorgeous. I love it. I love... I like the how they have the, the moon doors very well, interesting. Yeah. Done. Yeah, with the, the, set- the CGI of it was... the This was a set that was very purposefully designed with interesting blocking and and camera in mind you've got the moon doors in the center but you've got liza tully and her son robin up very high so you can see as the actress looks down on you from her like looks down her nose at you and it makes for that for the the judgment scene of Tyrion, the court scene for uh Tyrion. in the entire time she's looking down and it gets these great angles and then during the fight scene Braun makes use of the entire space. He weaves around the columns and goes up. Knocks on, a yeah, knocks, suit of armor and yeah, like. goes up on the stairs a bit. It's a very well used space. And then in the center of it all, you've got the moon doors and that constant threat there. You know that's there. Yeah. It's right in the center of the room. And for me, as somebody who read the books, so 
the moon door in the books is like literally a door that just opens off like you can walk through it mm-hmm. and i think it was a very good idea for them to change that and make it a giant hole in the ground because a hole is so much more threatening yeah and like you can it's like i could step in that <laughs> like i could trip just, and fall and step in that yeah it's just so much more and it's also kind of the central point of this whole yeah. set which yeah. makes it even more interesting even the, do you know what was also a great set that, I don't even know what they use, but wherever they put Tyrion. Oh, the dungeon. That, was, that, that dungeon. And the slight, and the, I love the detail on the wall in the back where somebody wrote in their, in their, in their own blood, time to fly, time to die. I was like, oh man. Yeah, it was, you're like, people went crazy in here and I can tell why, but like, I just really thought that was. Oof, and they kept putting, they kept on having the blocking put Tyrion right on the edge and the entire time it's like, please don't fall Tyrion, you're way too interesting to fall. I want to know where your story goes. And the slight goes. incline that that forces you to kind of roll down if you if you sleep at the wrong angle. Yeah. Oh, and I liked King's Landing. What I liked about King's Landing was it was a lot of the rooms especially are very empty. They're very open, very big spaces, but they're they're divided up well, so it doesn't feel like bad a bad kind of emptiness. It feels like a a wealthy kind of emptiness like oh i have the enough money to have all this space that has no practical use and i liked how the rooms kind of opened out onto a terrace and you have like great use of uh, the ocean outside mm-hmm. and everything mm-hmm. i also think that the really cool thing about the very wide open space is it leaves a lot of options for filming yes it does and they can do really interesting things within that i feel like they especially used it i like the scene um and how they shot the, um, they used the throne room a lot very well. Yes. With, like, Peter Baelish and Barry uses character. They also use it really well with Sansa and, um, her septa. Mm-hmm. And I just think that was, a, it was a smart room to use for these, uh, scenes where people are talking and discussing things about the past. Because so much of the past happened in that room. Yes. And you can kind of, like, see it in the room a bit. And then you've got... The Iron Throne that's so far up on those pla- Again, with the planes and levels, you can have... And we almost never see Robert on that throne. I don't think I have... Do we ever even do, see... I don't even think we ever see Robert on If the we throne. have, I think it might have been one time. If that, I don't think we have ever seen him on the throne. I think that's... Sh- part of it is kind of showing that he is detached from the actual responsibility of ruling. Mm-hmm. And, like, doesn't want to... And then yeah. when Joffrey's up on the throne... It's like, oh, he is, he's always f- completely flanked, for, for, for starters, by, by advisors and people. And he feels very protective of his space up there. He also is kind of, like, looks, is, like, le- leaning at an angle, kind of, and, like, looks like he's, like... Yeah, like, the actor did weird. a very good job. Like, he looks like he's holding on a bit too tightly sometimes. Yeah. To the throne. The, the actor did a very good job with that. Um, and then Winterfell is great. And we were talking about this earlier with the way that their Great Hall is designed. It's completely the opposite of the throne room in King's Landing. Ned and his family are on the exact same level as everybody else. Yeah, like um, Arya and Rob and Sansa. Which tells you And the a kids lot. were all yeah. sitting with the people who in, was in their household. Like, um, like Sansa was sitting next to who basically got cut out of the show, uh, Jenny Pooley, who was just, uh, 
somebody who works at the house's daughter. So, mm-hmm. like, um, it's very interesting that they put them in with all the, just the common people who yep. work for them and live in the castle with them. Yeah, and then, uh... Except for Moody Jon Snow, who, <laughs> unlike in the books, where I think his opening was way better, because all he did was... I have no reference! Was rescue puppies and then get drunk and cry. <laughs> Relatable. Um... <laughs> Uh, he, he was outside. Isn't that the dream, though? <laughs> just rescuing puppies, puppies and, getting... and then getting drunk and cry? Basically. I feel like that's a good weekend, actually. That's a, every day for a college student. Except for the rescuing puppies We part. just dream about rescuing we puppies. We just dream about rescuing very cute puppies that turn into big, bad dire wolves. That can eat our enemy and protect us. What I also like is, uh, the locations that they picked there's a wine cellar that they use for multiple different places. And I didn't realize, I watched this many times, and I never realized I, it. I was the one who pointed it out. Actually, <laughs> I was. Oh, no. No, I was. I was the one who pointed out that the wine cellar was used as the dungeon as well. Oh, yeah, but then um, I was pointing out, oh, yeah, I pointed out the fact that Rickon came out of the same part of the dungeon, the, like, the area that they used for his dungeon was where Rickon came out of when he thought he died. Yeah, so Ned, when Ned is thrown in the dungeon, that is actually the exact same location as the crypts in Winterfell. Yeah. Which I thought was a uh, was great. Because, actually, let's go into the production side of things. Holy shit, there are so many different locations and so many different places in the world. That, that This must have been a... Heavily location scout fucking production hell nightmare like scheduling yeah. is oh, is oof. difficult enough with like shooting in one country let alone like three or four countries and with and with lots of kids and then that's without then they started shooting in different continents yeah 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 and, and that's so mind-boggling so being able to reuse the location like that for two completely different places and to do so successfully is really good use of a, of a space and it, and it shows that the people behind it are very experienced and know what they're yeah. doing i think also the um they dress these scenes so well like the crypts yeah. it's kind of very distinct the crypt because um they have the statues and, mm-hmm. the, and the candles and mm-hmm. then they make the and and i think the statues in season one so good mm-hmm. um they all look like who they're supposed to be which is great. Yeah. And they have all the candles set up, but then you have the dungeons. The and dungeons, really... which is compl- pitch black, which is what makes it work. Which makes it work. And then you have just... The only reason I even noticed was because the Varys had the, the torch. Because Varys had the... And had then you the... could see the arch, and I was like, oh, that's a similar arch. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's the exact same arch. <laughs> yeah. And that's... It's, yeah. There are some places where I wish they had just used a matte painting instead, or a model instead of CGI, like the wall. I really wish they had just used a model for all, all of the, um... Yeah, they should have done, like, a Star um, a, a Star Wars thing where they built a model wall. That would have been really cool. Like a matte painting or model. I, I think, I think that, that would have worked a lot better than the CGI because... They would have had to bring back CGI for later things that happened, though, like the climb and... and so yeah, like yeah, so yeah. I, I feel like he, there's... Yeah, I don't know. But that that would have... That was completely separately animated and, and modeled Do you know everything. what also was awful? Um, the, I didn't like how they did the eerie. Yeah, the eerie the eerie looked like a matte painting though. It did, and you could see that's that was like a consistent thing with Game of Thrones for me. Um, some of the locations where where you could tell where 
the real reality ended and where CGI or possibly matte painting on the Eerie started. It got better, though, at some point. Yeah, it did get better. And there was some, like, there were some places where it's like there was really I no mean, way around it. Even later on, though, I sometimes, most of the time, the ocean just does not look good. The props department was, like, on a roll. One of the things that I really liked, it's just this weird little detail, is the books. Mm-hmm. The books looked very period to me. They did. And I know that's strange to say because this is a fantasy story, but they they have medieval technology. And uh, it's also based on, supposedly based on the time of the War of the Roses, so we do know kind of canonically the setting and the time. The cultures that are represented is kind of the thing that's like mixed around. Yeah, I, I liked I liked the, the fraying on the edge of the book's pages. Like the wear. And I liked the binding on the books. It, 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 it was like really cool. It really put you into the world. I liked in like an the little illustrations way. in the book, like mm-hmm. the, the, the dire wolves and the um the, the like the stag in the book of, of what um who the genetics book for yeah. basically they solved the mystery because of my basically using what I knew in my tenth grade biology class. And what any dominant and recessive genes. Um yeah, and what any viewer hopefully figured out after seeing Jamie and, and Cersei fuck even once. So, um, we finished two episodes, um, and the next night, I w- the next morning, I just, like, came out of my room and I heard Leaf yell, Oh my god, they're all of her kids! Yeah, I was like, I, 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 like, I, I came to the revelation the night before. Like, we, we, when we were watching as I was going to sleep, of course. And I was like, oh, wow, yeah. Wait, all of all of Cersei's kids have blonde hair, but she mentioned that she had one kid that had black hair. Oh my gosh, all of all of Cersei's kids are Jamie's kids. But like the emotional toll of it, like did it like had to process percolating in my brain while I slept. So I didn't really like it didn't like hit me emotionally until I, I woke up in the morning and then I thought about it for five seconds and I sat straight up in bed and I was just like Wait! What? They're all Jamie's kids! Yes. And I, like, like, we catch on way early. The thing that gets me is how does Ned know? Because I feel like I missed a scene at some point where somebody told him that they were Jamie's kids because, or, or in my head canon, I just have, just Ned was like at court and was just side-eyeing every blonde guy and was just like, <laughs> are you, nope, that is could it be you? it. Could it be you? you? Nope. Wait. No, Jamie's very close to his sister. And he's only the the prettiest boy here. She wouldn't... Lancel's too young, so he couldn't be that one. And the, <laughs> Wait, Lancel's the one who, uh... Has no ass. <laughs> You're right. But he got kind of written out of the show. He just stopped being there. I mean, he got injured. He's recovering somewhere. Uh, somewhere. I felt a little bit bad for Lancel because Robert kept on just, like, tormenting him. Oh, yeah. I feel like I almost am like, oh, you're kind of justified in poisoning this man. But I'm also like, nah. But also, I kind of am not upset that Robert died. I'm just upset that Joffrey became king. I just wish there was a way of, like, avoiding Joffrey becoming king. There was, except Cersei. They, uh, no, and Ned. Ned's Ned's an idiot. But we'll, we'll get into Ned's idiocracy later. Um, I also, the wardrobe. The wardrobe is great. I have, there's a, I, there's a couple of standout outfits for me. I definitely think so. I really like Catelyn's pilot dress. 
Mm. I really enjoy a lot of Catelyn's dresses. I literally like the green, and I think it goes well with her um, her hair. Um, so they put her in a lot of green and blue. It really emphasizes her eyes and um, her hair color very well. There's just a lot of, like, and yeah. there's also, like, a little other design touches within, like, costuming, like, I, the Hound's helmet, which yes. is impractical, but really cool to look at. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I really liked how every location felt like it had very different styles of dressing. And I liked how they, they used that as a way of conveying character information. For example, Sansa is of the North, but she dresses very much in uh, Southern clothing. And you see- I think, I think there's actually a weird mix of Southern and Northern stuff mm -hmm. within her clothes. Like it's like a weird mix. And yeah, I like the really materials are Northern. I like, like she, but I also feel like blue is technically a house chart color and mm -hmm. so it's white. But I think it's very interesting that they put her in white and blue and everybody else in blacks and browns and reds mm -hmm. in her family and I think that it does make her stand out yeah um just like being the only redheaded sibling besides her brother who may who they just tin up their hair instead of actually making them redheads um uh and she just is like she just stands out and is different and I, I also like how they style her hair she goes from wearing more northern hairstyles to at to Actually, uh, I think it's the scene where Ned gets decapitated. She's wearing the exact same hairstyle as Cersei. I think she um she starts wearing them a little slightly earlier on. I don't mm -hmm. remember when she was begging for Ned's life. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was a smart choice for her to adopt a southern style in that scene. Yeah, because she was trying to appease a southern person. Yeah. Um, and I think that. There's a certain sense of, um, even if she doesn't like the people, that she will start um, mimicking their style because mm -hmm. that's kind of a, um, it's, it's not even it's a, a way survival of, survival like, technique. It's a, it's a good for her survival. She is appeasing people. She's fitting in. She's trying to blend in when she's the person who stands out the most. Yeah, and I, I also like the, I also think part of the reason why they chose to make uh, Sansa relatively colorful is because it also differentiates her from her sister and the way her sister dresses so because her sister dress is forced to wear dresses for the first part of the season but and, and yeah. most of the season but most here's the season. an interesting thing about her dresses i noticed recently mm. is they're all the same dress but she has these detachable sleeves that are sewn Oh. So that she can remove them. So I think that Catelyn just got so fed up with her Hurting. hating real dresses, like these like actual dresses, that she has these like really easy to throw on dresses and undershirts so that she just makes them bulk. <laughs> and it also makes sense because uh, that the the character from from like a more production standpoint, from a practical standpoint, that character does do a lot of a lot more action scenes. In a sense, does a lot more in a way of moving she, around. And she things plays like, archery, even like when she like she runs around a little bit more than even Sansa does in the beginning. Like she, um, so you wouldn't want to spend as much money on a more expensive costume that wouldn't tell you as much about the character. A and B is you're gonna have to make a lot of repeats of, and it's gonna be torn and get dirty a lot, and so you're you're already gonna need multiple versions of it. Yeah. You might as well not do one that's as nice and fancy. Yeah, I also think that um, the boys all kind of have, like, a very similar yeah. uh, shape to, like, how they dress. Like, I feel like everybody's just trying to emulate Ned <laughs> and their style <laughs> all with the, the boys. Oh, Varys, though. Let's talk about Varys. Let's go to King's Landing. Yes, yes, yes. I love 
King's Landing especially, I love the different silhouettes. Varys always has these very long sleeves. And I he has think a very... he looks like he's like a Sith, like he's yeah. a lord. I don't think he looks much like a Sith lord. He doesn't have a, like a, a hood. He doesn't wear a hood. Well, a hoodless one. A hoodless <laughs> Sith lord. I just like the, um, I, I do enjoy like that him, I feel like the people who have the most like signature silhouettes are him and Peter Baelish. Yeah, him and Littlefinger. Um, and Littlefinger's is very trim, very, very kept in. It's like, ah, and it looks, and also, also, it doesn't look like it comes from, it looks slightly like it's from a different country. It doesn't it's look like it's from It's actually not Westeros. from a different, different country. It's, um, he dresses in the style of the Eerie. Ah. He's from the little, he's from the Finger, which is in the Eerie. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was somebody who was recruited by, um, Liza. Liza Tully's uh, husband, um, because he, like, worked with their books, and so he made him Master of Coin in King's Landing. That's how he grew. And so he does wear a lot of, um, fashions from that area. Yeah. So he's, like, a... There is a distinct, I think there's, like, a distinct fashion for each region, which is really interesting. They really do that. Um, I also find it interesting, um... How the narrative kind of, what the narrative does with Joffrey's clothing. Yeah. Where he kind of wears a lot more gold in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then he, they slowly push him more and more towards red. And less opulent. Yeah. I think, and then they push him more, like, he gets more and more opulent as the se- season and series goes on, and they add more and more and more red. Red and, and excellent combination of patterns on Joffrey. The tailor. Mwah. Joffrey would win... Amer- uh, Westerosi's top dresser. Yeah, j- uh, best dressed. He- Joffrey Joffrey wins best dressed award, but nothing else. Like a, like that's that <laughs> like that's his uh what's it called like when you're in high school and they vote on like superlative. Yeah, that's his superlative. Is best dressed. Um, um, yeah, he definitely dresses very well. Um, I like Cersei's costumes a lot. Normally, yeah. I do. I do enjoy that. The thing I find interesting about their hair is that they um they sew. Her mm. hair, like they sew this the cord in her hair, and I think that's very time period yes. true and it honest. Um, Cersei's hair is fake. Sansa's hair is real. I think they use okay, extensions. Okay, like, yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk about the hair. Okay, um, because we had there's there's a mixed bag. I Lena Headey's wig is great. Yeah, and it fits really well. They dye her eyebrows. Um, yeah, they slight they slight tint them down. I don't yeah. think they actually dye them. I think they tint them down to like a light brown. Mm. And because her hair. Look, Kind of, they looked really natural. I think yeah. right now, and it's and they did the same with Daenerys, but yeah. they actually dyed her hair, and I think that they burned out her hair. Like yeah, they fried I, it. As somebody who's dyed their hair way too many times in my life, I've gone every color under the rainbow, and um, the amount of bleach they had to do to get it that one color was yes. uh, a lot, and you can tell it kind of dried it out, and especially in the climates they have her in, yeah, it's not doing anything to add moisture to it, and it's just and also here's the thing. Your hair grows out. Hair grows out over time, and you need to keep it consistent. So they're dying. And not show a her? hint. So they had to bleach and re-bleach her roots every few her weeks. Her and really. Sansa were the people who they dyed the most and most mm-hmm. consistently. And Sansa's actress, Sophie Turner, has talked about dying, and they said that they dyed her hair every two weeks. So I'm going to go with the assumption that they yes. dyed Daenerys's hair every two weeks. And but the difference is a lot of they did they did not have to bleach because she was a uh, Sophie Turner's a natural blonde so and she's a str- she's like a strawberry blonde too she's got some red tones in her hair 
I, yeah, I think she's on the warmer scale of, of uh, blonde, definitely. I think they she when she dyed her hair black to blonde, they, she actually went blonder than she naturally is. Because I've seen pictures of her before mm-hmm. the role she's put out. And yeah, she is definitely more on the warmer tone of blonde. So, not as big of a problem. What about, um... In the pilot, Tyrion's, uh, wig. Tyrion's wig. Tyrion's awful. wig, just in general, bad. I, is, I always wonder, I'm pretty sure that, um, that's, uh, Nikolai Kastorwaldal's real hair, Jamie's real hair. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure it is his real hair, but that's, he also has some great looking hair. Yeah, yeah. He looks like Prince Charming he from does. Shrek. Um, and then there's also, um, they bump up the reds in, in, um, Rob's hair to, a lot. Two mixed results. Um, and it, I feel like it's not consistent enough, in my opinion. Yeah, that's no. A big thing. And they also bump up the blues of his eyes. Intensely. Oh, they bu- they bump up the blues in everybody's eyes. They want you lost in them. They're like, uh, they just drown in my eyes. Just they drown. Are the they look like swimming pools. The only person they don't emphasize the blue in the eyes, and I think it's for a very specific purpose, is Daenerys's eyes. They don't make her yeah. any bluer because she should have purple eyes, and she doesn't. Um, she but- should look. She. She should look like uh, somebody's OC from their middle school uh, Twilight fanfic. But with purple eyes. Yeah, well, well, yes, the purple eyes are in, implied in the, within that description. But no, that's red eyes and gold eyes. Oh, no, but purple eyes too. Do you, rem- do you remember being in high school and hearing about that fake-ass condition where you don't have leg hair and you don't get a period but you have purple eyes? No. You never heard about that? No. Why, why, what? Yeah, like, people are like, oh, yeah, there's this condition where you don't get your period. Okay. But you have purple eyes. And, like, yeah. I don't know. Don't know. I've never heard of that. That was exclusive to your high school. I'm pretty sure we'll have to, we'll have to ask so, around. We'll have to do a poll somewhere. We'll have to do a poll. Um, going off of, uh, from Daenerys, um, well, you know, here's one other thing about Daenerys. I really wish they burned off her hair. I think... At the end? Yeah, when she did the dragons, because, yes, in the I, when I was watching it for the first time live, I was like, they're going to burn off her hair, and I was so excited, and I was like, Amelia Clark has good bone structure, she would be able to pull it off, and they didn't, and I was very upset, because I was like, why are they going to do this? My only other issue is, this is going to be a very strange issue, but pubic hair... Yeah, they they are not doing period traditional pubic hair because the male gaze. Because um, the male gaze. Okay, okay. Here's what gets me. Waxing did exist somewhat in that time. Yes, period, waxing. But and it was I like very like, dangerous. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The all the all the women who played prostitutes. Okay, okay. But like, oh, who was it? Maybe this is in a different season. So, I'm thinking it was a different season, but it's the wild thing I think you're talking about because you were noticeably shook by the fact that she had. No- I was like, she's a wildling. She should. She have barely a- brushes her hair. She should have a bush. Um, the same thing. Both of the wildling women should have Hagrid, had bushes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's that's a different season. Yeah, but. Um, but going off of, uh, then there's also, also, also there was no leg hair on any of these women. Yeah. Like, this is supposed to be based off of the way people did things in med- medieval times. And women in medieval times did not shave their leg hair. Yeah, even Sophie Turner, like, Sansa should have had some leg hair when she had her period yeah. scene later on. But, like, yeah, no, they, nobody has leg hair. Nobody has underarm hair. 
Yeah, they, they all should have. Because the popularization of shaving your legs did not occur until relatively recently. Like, when women started showing off their legs more. I think it was the, actually, like, in the... 19th century? Yeah. Like, late 19th century, yeah. Like, within our grandparents' lifetime. The 20s. Um, my, not my grandparents' lifetime, but probably yours. <laughs> but yes, yes. Uh, my grandmother bleached her hair. On, on the topic of makeup, also, I think really good makeup was Cal Drogo's makeup. With the guy liner. He had great guy Gendry, liner. Gendry, Gendry's guy liner, though, did not make, make sense. Any sense. Um, Why was Gendry wearing eyeliner it was like i we real. i th- here's what i think happened is they really wanted to emphasize the blueness of his eyes yeah because the eyes are one of the things that uh ned really looked at so they wanted to emphasize that and they apparently thought just applying the thickest of m- mascara was not enough yeah. And instead gave him Gerard Way eyeliner yeah um but oh i forgot about one of the wigs aria's hair um, at the end of the season was a wig, and then they cut it later on. Mm. And it was an awful wig. Yeah. Um, it was not a good wig, and that was, it was weird. I also want to add a little, a small little comment, uh, last comment about the wardrobe. Just a little detail that I really liked. The, the distressing that they did on the wardrobe was fantastic. All the bottoms of the capes were dirty, and it looked like people had been living in these clothes in the kind of situations that they would have been living in. Yeah, it does. I and there's like wear and tear on like armor and dings and yeah, it's very appropriately weathered, weathered and it was distressed. Really well bloodied. done. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah, I think that is very well done. And even like the props are properly weathered and done too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the while while like the standard makeup was pretty good. Like I liked the fact that they didn't over makeup a lot of the women. I like the fact that um when uh. Catelyn is really upset about Bran's fall, and they, her face is very, um, they do a lot to make her look even more sadder and, like, a little bit yeah. older feeling in the face. Yeah, and then a- after Ned dies, Sansa, the first you see of Sansa, I remember, I actually, like, put a note in, like, I wrote down on the notes, the first time we see Sansa after Ned dies. You see the red under her eyes. They like did a very good job of putting And not her- sleeping. I well. wonder if they just had her actually just rub her eyes. or. I think there's a slight... Um, there's a, they use, um... Like a little bit of Like a red gel, yeah, cream makeup under her eyes, because there's... And then they, they, they... But that was the only makeup. They didn't even put... I think they even did a red eyeliner in her eyes. Yeah, I, I don't even think they put mascara on her, and she looked like shit. And her lips are, like, um... And they let the lights wash her out a bit. Yeah, and, um, then they have that scene where she gets hit in the face. Mm -hmm. And she's bleeding subtly in her lip, and I think that's... Yeah, 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 and it's like... It, it wasn't huge, and it was there, but I feel it like... It was subtle, but it was really good way... She probably should have had a bruise at the beginning of the next season from that scene, though. <laughs> a lot changes in between seasons. Or even at the end of that scene, she should have had a little bit more of a red mark. They fucking hit her in the face with a she metal had a, hand. a little bit, but not, not not that much. Speaking of that, uh, while the standard makeup was pretty good, the effect... The effects makeup was terrible. Yeah, the first, in the pilot episode, the Hound's makeup was completely different than the rest of the season. It literally took up most of his head, was burned face-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they switched it to, like, so, like less, which I think was a good move, but it still didn't improve, in my opinion, that much. Yeah. It got better over time, but it was still yeah, not there good. Yeah, was, there was some, like, 
rookie mistakes that I saw in the makeup. Like, for example, there's a scene where we see uh, Ned's chest and he's got these scars on his chest and you can see the shine of the sealant that they use. Like, they didn't powder it down. It, you could tell it was fake. You could tell. Yeah. It didn't look... It did not look good. Um, and then the other big wounds are, like, across the narrow sea. Um, and they have the, um... Like, Cal Drogo gets cut in the chest. Yeah, and that looked bad. Every version of it looked bad. The pumice version, every because version. Because here, here's, the, here's the problem. He They lift up the bandage, and you're supposed to see this wound, and it's supposed to be, like, gross and really infected. But it all just looks like this just mass of, like, blood. So you can't, you, like, they didn't, like, really get in there and sculpt any, like, gross parts of it and, like, show you the infection. It was all just, like, a mass. The only reason good. you even knew he was dying was because he looked like death and Jorah goes, oh, he's gonna be dead before the night's over. And yeah. he's like, okay, I guess he's dying. And they they made him look a little bit paler. Yeah, and so I'm like, and he looks sweaty. Yeah. Um, I think his acting was more the thing, reason why you thought he was dying than actually any of the wound. Because that yep. was a baby wound. Like, how did he die from that? Yeah, okay, that's, okay, that confuses me a little bit, right? Okay, so. He didn't take Dothra- care of himself. The Dothraki are a warrior culture. Surely they have encountered wounds before, and surely they know how to dress wounds. But he's just like, I can, I'm not going to listen to anybody. It makes I'm- no sense. Even if the woman were to have fucking dressed his his wounds, like why? It doesn't make any sense. And he like d- the man has been in a bunch it's of battles. It's purposeful that he like didn't listen to her. Like even yeah. though like, it, like he didn't even like have his own dog. Like they didn't even have a medical person with them. And I'm like always confused at why the Dothraki, who are a warrior culture, didn't have like a- like. Do they just expect anybody who got wounded to just kill them off because fuck people who get wounded? <laughs> No, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, but I'm just like, is that, like, the Dothraki? Especially because, like, you see the other Dothraki, and I think even he have scars and wounds. Okay, the one scar on his head was actually Jason Momoa's real-ass scar. But, yeah. But, like, you would expect a warrior culture to... To have a medical person with them? uh, To have some sort of medical, or at least to know to wash a wound. And that was such a small wound, and it was cut with a clean blade. Yeah, it wasn't like they he cut him with a blade that was, like, sitting in the... Rusty and covered in tetanus. Like, this is... He died this... If he had died of tetanus, if he had been cut with a rusty nail, okay, I would have bought Who it. Who died the worst death this season? Stupidest death this season. Okay, that that's a, because Ned also dies this this season of stupidity. Uh, a large amount... A large amount of people die as a result of Ned's stupidity. The um, Septa... Septa's bravery of telling Sansa to run is underappreciated. Yeah, oh yeah, she's very she brave, brave to tell Sansa to run away and just walk into them when she had no means of defending herself. Sirio Pharrell was great. But they died because of Ned's <sighs> stupidity, not their stupidity. Sirio, best man. I loved him. The sword, the dance master. Oh, he was my favorite character. You're not a boy. You're not a girl. You're a sword. I was like, oh. So we were watching that the scene where, where it, so it was us and our, again, our animation roommate. And we're like, they and I looked at each other. <laughs> yeah. Like, and we were like, oh, that's my new gender now. Gender is sword. Um, there is no boy. There is no girl. There is only sword. I love it. Uh, best uh, line. They have a great. They picked a great actor for him. The one thing I will say, 
the the or sword is 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 would it be proper to call him sword as opposed to he? I don't know. <laughs> what what pronouns would would sword use? So, it's sweet. Sweet? It? It's an object. Are they an object? Sweet swoo? Sweet swoo. I like that. Sweet swoo. Uh, um, but, yeah, but no, the one, the one, um, like, special effects makeup that I really did like was, and it was part, well, I, I may be biased because the scene was also just satisfying to watch and I was, like, cheering it on when it happened was when Viserys dies and they yeah. pour the gold. I just think that's, I think that was a gut effect that they did and the burn makeup on his face was like yeah really really good it but it is one of those scenes that it happens in the book as well but you have to like suspend logic for it to work because like how did they melt the metal so, so fast how did they i mean gold has a pretty relatively low but melting still, point, but still it was quick as shit and it was like fast. wow this is this is not I think that was very well done, scene in general. I think the acting was great. I think yeah. I think there's a certain tragedy to Viserys' character that was captured very well by the actor. I, it's a certain tragedy, but I, I don't sympathize with him. I, mean, not, I don't think you have to sympathize with him, but there's like a certain like tragedy of his character and yeah. his role in Danny's story and also the role of his father in his life. Like, yeah, he was never going to be king. He's, like, destined for doom. I think that there's a certain... Oh, yeah, and then a bunch of scar makeup look just terrible. I do know a wound was actually not too bad. Uh, uh, Robert's wound from the boar accident. Actually, you know what? You're right, but we don't really see that wound as you much. You see it, like, once when Ned just, like, looks at it and he's like, oh, that's And it's, bad. like, still very bloody, so... Yeah. I mean, and that's not a hard bit of makeup to do, but it looked good. Yeah. Um... And, uh, but, but, uh, what I will say on the special effects makeup side is their prosthetics were very good. They had good fake heads. They had great fake heads. One of them the was... beautiful, the beautifulest and fakest. And it's just weird to think about how Sean, B- like, all the people, like, uh, like, just in some context, it, whenever you see a fake head like that, that means that they had to cast the actor's head. And the process of casting is a little bit like being um, drowned and yeah, buried alive, and it's a lot. And, and sometimes actors can't go through with it. They think they they can do it, but once you, because you're basically there's getting a couple, there's been a couple instances of actors um, having panic attacks, in yeah, it or like because basically with only like two little holes for your nose, they put like tubes out of your nose normally. Sometimes I, from a, the my special effects makeup teacher said that uh, he generally doesn't do tubes because can sometimes like change the shape of the nostril slightly. Sometimes when people have breathing issues, like mm-hmm. if you're um, they asthmatic, have they have to. A lot of um that happens a lot in in from what I've seen. But but basically, too. you do that and then you sit there for hours as they wrap your entire head up it's like a sensory deprivation thing you can't even really hear you can't what's see, going you can't on hear. for hours which is why people go crazy and so, so there's at least two actors who had to do it definitely on the show it was um sean bean sean bean and the woman who played the septa because those are the two people that were pointed out to um and then the person next to the septa was george bush <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know how they sculpted a George Bush. Well, the mask yeah. they got they got went to a party city and got a mask. They really that's great. Um uh they also like they talked they nobody noticed it until they talked about it in a commentary and then they had to cut it differently for the the DVD. That's so funny. And I'm just like 
course people got mad. It was 2011. People were Yeah, it was 2011. Get over it. Mm. But um but get over it. Very, Let's so- show Those are very good and even the head that fell off during um yes, in the pilot. And yeah, in the first episode when Ned cuts the guy's head off and you actually see the head get removed, that body and the head that fell off, that looked really good. And then the the way that they rigged the body to bleed and everything looked really good. I also find it interesting, the swords. Yes! The swords are great. They have really good swords. Um, But I really, really uh, find it interesting that ice was so heavy that the only person who could really lift it up was Sean Bean. Oh, his sword? Yeah. It Wait, was who was so the actor that they that they got to chop his head off then? Ilan Payne. And I think that they had it like they had to they had to shoot it in a way that they didn't really like they had to have help lifting him. That's really funny. <laughs> um and it was it was like apparently everybody who was on the set for the Winterfell one was talking about how like it was so heavy that the only person who could lift it was Sean Bean. Of course only Sean Bean could lift it. Look at him. He's Look a, at him. I also think that the fight scene between him and Jamie wasn't that well because Sean Bean has way more. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean, Sean Bean of <laughs> Lord of the Rings and like everything. Of Sean Bean, who's made his career out of doing shit like this. His career out of dying horribly. His career out of dying horribly. But um, yeah, the 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 heads were really cool, and the the effects that surrounded them were really cool. I like the sound design even for that. I think out of all yeah. the sound design scenes, I really like the sound design for Ned's beheading and the beheading in the pilot. Yeah. Yeah, I actually... There's a certain stillness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, I was I was watching through some scenes in preparation to re- record this, and I was like, you know what? I never really noticed this, which should have been the first giveaway. Um, I never really this while we were watching it but the sound design in this show is actually really good yeah and the reason why i said that uh the fact that i didn't notice it should be a giveaway is because that's good sound good sound you don't you tell. shouldn't be you shouldn't notice it but it they should have good be music. so natural oh the music's great i love the thing and the th- i love the fact that um the, there's two members of the crew who are consistent the entire run besides obviously the creators um and it's the costume designer and the person who does the score and that it just shows you how great they are. Oh, and the also costume designer. how consistent it is. I love the costume designer. I think the early year seasons were actually my favorite for the costume design. I love Sansa's. I love all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of the, oof, a lot of the outfits look so good. I didn't like the fact that we don't see um, a burn on John's hand. Yeah, that was really Like, did weird. he get burned? Like, the only thing that even gave it away that he burned was, was one, s- Kit Harrington's acting, and two, the sizzle that they add later. Yeah, like, the, the sound effects guy. Because I... I like that, the, was, that was the th- main thing that communicated to me that John had burned his hand in that moment was the sizzle. But then you never see his hand. But then you burn. never... They, like, the next time you see his hand, it's already been covered up. Yeah, so you're and wrapped like, up. So you're like, so I was, I was actually unsure if he had burned his hand. I heard the sizzle, so I was like, oh, he burned his hand. But then when you kind of see his hand from a distance in the rest of the scene, it doesn't yeah. look like it got burnt um, at all. And you would think that would be an important thing to highlight. Yeah, because he thinks about it like fifty million times in the book. So like, <laughs> I feel like it's important. He thinks about it fifty million times, so we might as well devote a close up to it. Yeah, right? he was like my burned hand, and then I gripped it with my burned hand. And you're just like, okay, we get it. You got we burned. get it. You got burned, John. Um, but yeah, like. So oh, but weird. the one thing that I, the one piece of like, 
prop weaponry that I didn't like the look of is actually the sword that John gets from... You don't like it? I like the sword bit. The handle of it looks like plastic. It's supposed to be wood, but it's I get that. It's supposed to be wood, but it looks like plastic. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I I just have... I don't know. I don't have... <laughs> it I'm looked like plastic to, to me. I could see that. Yeah, it just didn't look good to me. It looked so hokey in comparison. It looks like ghost. Okay. It looks like ghost. It looks like That was body. another problem. Not nearly enough ghosts in this season. There's not nearly enough direwolves ever. Yeah, there, there Every should t- be I, a- there should be 20 times more amount of direwolves than ev- than we see. I because, demand it. Because direwolves are great. Because direwolves look great. I don't mind cutting a couple dragon scenes if I could get more direwolf time. Actually, yeah. <laughs> like, I love dragons, but puppy. Yeah, like... Big puppy. Even bigger puppy. Oh, God, that puppy could kill you. Oh, I could ride... I'm I'm a very short person, so I could... Like, once... Like, this is in the future would, seasons, but they get big enough that I could conceivably ride one of those I things. I feel like Bran should ride a direwolf at some point. Yeah, yeah. Why isn't Bran riding his direwolf like a noble steed? Because it's not really there. Because <laughs> it's not really... <laughs> That's true. That's it that's fair. It would have been awful. Um, but I cry every time a direwolf dies. Yeah, I cry a little bit more. Th- I cry more for the direwolves than the people. But I think we've covered kind of like all the art department stuff that we really liked. That's the end of part one of our Game of Thrones season one review. We will have the second part up soon. Just a quick few bits of housekeeping. Uh, we have a Twitter. A Patreon and a YouTube. Our Twitter is Filmmates Podca One. Our YouTube is Filmmates Podcast, and our Patreon is also Filmmates Podcast. We have an email, filmmatespodcast at gmail.com, which you can send us in questions or suggestions for future episodes. Uh, we'll have part two up soon, and that'll be it for this part.